Welcome to a Lunch with Biggie, a podcast about small business and creatives sharing their stories and inspiring you. My guests today started their clothing brand because one of their owners would ride their bike 17 miles and would come up with quirky animals on bikes. Now, 14 years later, their mission continues to provide ethical and quality clothing while promoting alternative transportation and raising animal awareness. Please welcome the owners of Dark Cycle Clothing, Adam and Corinne Infinger. How's the guys going? Good. So let's... I guess thank you so much for one first off for for having lunch with me. I know uh, I've been wanting for a while to have you guys on. What's your usual go to lunch for you guys? Today is Cinco de Mayo, so we we've already hit up a Mexican restaurant. Oh, I like that. I like yeah. that. If it's not Cinco de Mayo, is tacos is tacos or Mexican usually a, a go to? Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty frequent. Pretty yeah. frequent around here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's a good thing. You have a go to when you go Mexican. Um, we just found this really great place out in Dade City called Del Carmen, and it is top notch. Okay, so yeah. tacos—that's what I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to get oh. the what? What is the go-to order when you do go to mm-hmm. a, a Mexican restaurant? Oh, I do al pastor tacos. Okay, on corn tortillas. I'm nice. I'm burrito guy most of the time. <laughs> burrito steak, you know that yeah. sort of thing. No, I love it. I love it. Okay, so tell people a little bit about Dark Cycle and how you guys came up with it. I know I kind of talked, I kind of gave already kind of a little bit of a glimpse on it, but I'm kind of wanted to get a little bit more of an insight of like how that kind of all came about and then how you guys came up with the name. So um, it was a time frame when we were pretty poor and broke and um, work was pretty far, 17 miles or so. From the house, car broke down on the way there once and it, it it was an old Volvo that I got for free. So I just um, couldn't fix it. It was too expensive. Um, so that night we went to Walmart and bought a $100 road bike. And I started riding my bike to work. And uh, over the course of, well, I don't know, I did it for about a year. But in that time frame, I just felt like I was a cyclist. And I was like, I want to, I worked at a screen printing shop. Yeah. So wanted to like wear that you know, everywhere. So I, I, on the bike ride one day, had an image of, I saw these runners, high school running crew, you know, running around. Yeah. And for some reason, early in the morning, my brain saw a shark chasing them on a bike. Just like, what if that'd be, that's what they're running from. And uh, so, I don't know, that's one of the things that kind of, you know, pushed it along. And I, I did the drawings and put it on shirts and wore it. And then people were like, you know, go for this. You should put it out there. So it's kind of where it's. And then Adam's like, Corinne, make me an Etsy shop, make me an Etsy shop. And I was like neck deep in babies at the time. I'm like, I don't have time to make you an Etsy shop. <laughs> like oh, these weird shirts you're making. But I ended up, I put together the Etsy shop and um, I, you know, kind of researched, looked into, you know, back then what to tag the stuff with and, their system ran pretty differently because we're talking, what year was that now? 2008. 2008. Yeah. No, 2009. So, um, so yeah, I just kind of researched like what was working for their t-shirt companies as far as like how they were photographing things and how to tag our stuff. And I was, I was like, it'd be cool if we sold like, you know, a shirt a week or something on here. And we put it up 
in March of that year and there was really not much going on there. And then in October of that year, I was like, I wonder like if I really put some effort into this, if it would sell. So I started just like researching more, like they used to have message boards on there and stuff. And um, I spent like one week just like pouring into it. And immediately it was like, I unlocked something where it was just order after order coming in. We had no protocol for it at all. Like we had no shipping station, no nothing. We were taking our packages to the post office, like having them like put the stamps on it and everything, but like in garbage bags. And it was just, it was a disaster. (laughs) It was a disaster. But I feel sometimes like we're still catching up. (laughs) Like, Like it just hit us by surprise. And like, you know, 13 years later, we're still like, catching up <laughs> from that how did you guys come up with the name the name it's a mystery i try to tell a different story every time oh kinda really like kind of like, like the joker you know yeah i got his smile no but honestly i think the name just kind of came from the car breaking down everything felt dark everything life just felt heavy you yeah. know and um then i i got on the cycle you know and and it just sounded kind of cool together. We were yeah. in the dark spot. We're we're using this to be to bring light and joy and all of that. So maybe turn it around, you know. When when you were on the bike, I was kind of curious about this because I know like everyone kind of has different times where when their brain works best and stuff like that. So when you were on the bike, where when you were on it, did you listen to music or anything, or did you, or is it pretty much? no music or anything like that. So you kind of had even more. Cause I mean, obviously I know when you're writing, you kind of need to not have uh be impeded by anything of like, you know, sounds and things like that. But I was just kind of curious. Yeah. So uh, Tampa at the time, actually, I think was the third or fourth worst city in the country to ride your bike in most deaths, all that sort of thing. Just really unsafe. Yeah. Um, I think it's gotten a little better since then, but um, let's hope. I mean, for sure, we have more. <laughs> yes, they've worked <laughs> yeah. on it. But uh, so I wouldn't listen to anything. It would be I would leave my house at around three thirty or four o'clock in the morning, and um, it would just be me and the me and the bike, you know, and trying to dodge crazy people. At, I can at early in the morning. <laughs> so the so was the shark the first design then that you guys made into a shirt. I did a whale actually. It was a it was like a a whale. Um a giraffe. And a giraffe and a shark and a T-Rex. So we did kind of four all in a row. Okay. Um right at the beginning. I'm uh, I'm kind of curious the the I the I won't ask so many bu- animals on bike questions, but I, I am kind of curious. One, what's the most popular um animal on a bike? I think I know the answer, but I'm gonna I'm I'm I want to know from you guys what do you th- what is the most whimsical animal on a bike that uh, most popular? What What do you think? First? I think it's the sloth. Okay, there's there's definitely because we've been around for 14 years. There's seasons to it. Okay. Um, the, the sloth it rises and falls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the sloth has definitely been up there at at times. Um, the Sasquatch. Oh yeah, was huge. For a long time, it's an axolotl now, right? Axolotl, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think is the current 
top seller. But I and think it, all time at this point, it's Sloth and the Sasquatch would be neck and neck. Yeah. And then which one has been the hardest one to put on a bike? I uh, I find most challenging, the most challenging things to put on bikes are uh, fish. So that's, I was going to say, I, that's the, when you said just shark, I was just like, I'm like, now I got to look and see how he did that. Cause I'm like, that's to me, that's where my brain was kind of going as well. I was like, uh, that's gotta be so hard to be able to do. So then, so, and obviously you got the skill at Adam, you got the skill from, you know, screen printing so that, and then you're also a designer and illustrator. Cause that's one of the beauties of like what you guys, how I'm so impressed with what you guys and how you guys operate because you, you guys still screen print your own stuff. Yeah. And uh and everything like that. So how do how what does your process usually work when it comes to that? Like you design it and then just you know literally have the screens and then screen print as you go, or how does it how does it usually work? Because obviously you guys also do a lot of events. Uh so process, you know, obviously design first. Um I come up with concepts via, you know, looking at a million things, almost making a collage in my mind of how it's gonna function, and then I take that image of you know structure and then uh do start my pencil drawing from there so i pencil the paper and that process goes through photoshop to then you know work with light for screen printing um goes through the screen printing process making a screen uh lining it up getting it ready uh and then i manually print everything so from there yeah it's either we have we have a wholesale stream so like small shops that buy bulk, uh, we do our retail sites, so etsy.com. Um, then we have our live show stuff. So each one kind of has its own method of getting pushed through. Do you, um, Does that mean each one has their own method of inventory, Corinne? <laughs> we don't do inventory. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, I, <laughs> I was going to say, like, you guys probably just have like, we just buy bulk shirts and literally as we need, we just start building and going, I'm assuming like I, but before, so I'm just, before I go there, let's, let's, let me back up a little bit because obviously Corinne, you kind of brought up the topic of like, at first you were kind of like, ah, oh, we'll see what happens if it does or doesn't. At what point did the two of you have this conversation where you're like, uh, I think we got really have something here and we need to like actually dedicate the time to do this because Usually, you know, when you have like a couple and you're both together and if it's both, you know, the income, I mean, it's got to be like a yeah. serious conversation to have. So, like, at what point did you guys start kind of having that? Like, mm, I think we got something. We're going to take this plunge and this jump in, you know, and go head first. Well, so, yeah, uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. OK, so we already had a screen like we had a little side screen printing project on top of him managing a screen printing shop. Got it. So. It was one of those things that it just wasn't really taking off or anything. It was a small, very poor color setup. But when I, that month, I told you that it just like took off. It was the holiday season. And like, we were working very low income jobs at the time. And it was 2009. So like, you know, minimum wage was like trash. And we made that month, it was like 10,000 bucks on Etsy on the shirt. So it was a lot more money than we were used to coming yeah. in at the time and but it was the holiday season so i was like okay well we can't stop now because you know january is gonna hit and you know it'll be done 
but our sales actually increased that January. Like it was like we got momentum then. So we started, um, it just took off from there. So I think it was that by the end of that January, we were really like, okay, we don't have time for him to work a full-time job to the screen printing shop was in my mom's garage. Like how far was it at that time? Your memory is a little bit skewed oh, is it? on how things went down because I love this. I will say, I will say oh. we, we have, we have seven children and a grandchild. So <laughs> I was going to get to this point. I was going to get to that point of how the heck a you guys balance this, but go on. There's a lot going on. So, okay. So I, I did work at the screen printing shop where I came up with the designs and we, and I had them for a long time. That was in 2007. Okay. In 2007, I got enough, I don't know, confidence, um, arrogance, <laughs> something to think that I could run my screen printing shop better than my boss. Okay. So I was like, Corinne, let's get a business loan and we had let's start a business, start a screen printing shop. So that's what we did. I quit my job and we <laughs> literally, we got a business loan and then George Bush gets on the TV five days later and says, we're in a recession. <laughs> so and then about a week later after that our house burned down so holy shnikes and then we got pregnant <laughs> yeah, with, with ransom. so all of this happened within a month so october 2008 we started a business the world went into our no it was 2008 where we started our yeah. screen printing shop yeah. uh we then did all that other stuff. The business wasn't going very well. It didn't, it didn't do very well. Um, I couldn't get enough clients. I just wasn't working. And so that's when I was like, let's really start the dark cycle thing. And, and that's when we stopped focusing on our screen printing shop shop. And, and that's, and that and because it picked up in December and all of the stuff that she said before, um, we were then able to stop trying to create a screen printing shop and we created a clothing brand from there. That That is how it went. <laughs> I like how it all matches now. Cor Corinne, when you said you were pregnant, is that pregnant with ch with your first your first child or number two? Number two. Yeah, okay. we already had a baby. We Okay, <laughs> that's okay. So, wow, that's that's crazy. And then. So you guys did the Etsy. And then I think from what I've read and from what I researched, I think like you guys, the Etsy on 29, like 2009, 2011, you guys then did the, a dot com. And then mm -hmm. I guess we're doing both then had like mm -hmm. the dot com yeah. and an Etsy, which, by the way, I think is amazing. I don't know why I never thought of that. And I've never even <laughs> asked you guys about this because like I just think I'm like, wow, I'm like, what an amazing concept, because I've talked to other guests and they describe they describe Etsy and like your website as two different, like they describe it on the world of internet world. They call the Etsy is the mall and mm -hmm. they call the dot com is your brick and mortar, uh, like in the world of internet. And, you know, and, and I started thinking about it and I was like, and I was like, that was another reason why I wanted to talk to you guys so much as well. Cause I was like, I was like, man, I'm like, that is such an interesting concept to go and do because I've never thought of doing an Etsy with my website. Mm -hmm. I've always mm -hmm. looked at it as just my website and selling my stuff on my like through my Shopify, but not through an Etsy, which is like like you know, everyone goes and shops there. That's uh, how I, that's how we took off. I don't think we would have ever taken off if it wouldn't have been for Etsy because 
so many people found us. It was like, we had bloggers that found our stuff and were posting it and Buzzfeed and all that stuff back then that, you know, and it just picked it up. Whereas I don't even know how people would have found us otherwise because <laughs> we weren't doing live shows yeah. when we started. Yeah. And, and now we, you guys added the live shows. How long have you guys been doing live shows now since in the last 13 years? So uh, Atomic Holiday Bazaar. Yep. Um, they pushed us really hard because she had found us on Etsy and mm -hmm. she said, you really need to do my show. You'll sell a lot of shirts. And we were like, we don't know how to do that. How do we even set up? I'm not, I'm not I, I used to set up band merch, you know, and I was like, I don't think it would do. I don't want to sell like that. I don't want to be face to face with a customer with them. That's just not the way I wanted to do it. Yeah. And so I was like, I did, I wasn't ready to figure that out. So we, we waited, I think a couple of years and she kept bugging us. She's like, you got to do it. <laughs> She's so, like, she's like, I promise you're going to kill it. She's like, I know she's like, it's going to be worth your while. And yeah, Adrian was definitely responsible for the, for the live setup for us. Yeah. So we finally figured it out yeah. for, for Atomic and uh, our first, our first real live show was Atomic in 2000. I don't, I don't even know. She's been doing it for like 15 years. So I, I, it's, I know it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a so, while. So that's uh so. I guess my first one of my questions will be on the whole idea. Do you guys have any tips or tips or tricks that I should think about or consider when I'm thinking uh, if if I'm I am seriously considering and I, my goal, that's one of the goals for this year is to get on Etsy as well. Do you have any tips or tricks on wanting to do that? My one of the questions I was going to ask about was inventory. But now I know I know that answer uh, since well, I, you guys also print in house. So it's like a lot easier for, uh, you know, if you do need have a need, but do you have any tips or tricks for anyone who's who wants to kind of do that and swim have swim in both uh you know both Etsy and on a dot com? Um, it's kind of hard to do both like full force. I when we moved to the dot com, our Etsy kind of took a back burner. Like we still keep it going and we obviously, you know, still do the customer support on there and but I will say it's hard to keep two things updated at all times. So if you want it to be really successful, it's just updating your listings on there, making sure your photography is like good on there and um, just, you know, getting the stuff out quickly. It, it's not, it's not hard to run. It, I feel like it's easier to run than your own store. It's pretty plug and go, you know, so. We, um, the one thing we don't personally make is our stickers. Yeah. So they're produced for us and then, but that's the actually sells more stickers for us than yeah. than our dot com so that's like the you can stickers. focus on <laughs> a, a product like that on and push that's, and get so you get your name out there that's and actually what i was thinking so that's awesome for me to say to you guys to hear because i was thinking of doing enamel pins and stickers yeah. uh and things like that and trying to see how that goes and then build it up um from there so that makes total sense Man, if you have like one shirt that you're really proud of or you really want to see get larger or you're going to, you know, different audience um, or if it's not selling on your dot com and something like that, you could put it that. on your Etsy and just okay. see where it goes. Take it off your dot com or whatever. Have your inventory just on the one. So I'm curious, what is your like, why would you not want to put your stuff on there? 
Oh, I don't. I, there's no curiosity. There's like it's more of me just trying to figure out how I'm gonna handle the inventory aspect of it because obviously I don't print. I get I have someone that prints my shirts, so mm-hmm. it's making sure that my inventory levels are correct. So then it's like me trying to figure out: Do I go the route of where I do like a small amount of inventory on the website to see, you know, so that way every shirt's there, but I have like maybe four or five of each of each size or whatnot there. So that way at least it's there. So yeah. I think that's the part where it's like me, the, you know, rolling up the sleeves and actually trying to create, create all of it and do all of that. That's part of it. And I think, um, so that's why I figured at first I thought, okay, I could do stickers and I could do this. The other part is trying to figure out, I'm just trying to figure out some of the, uh, the elements of like the shipping aspect, like how the shipping works and all that stuff. Like I'm just trying to figure all those things out just because, I do everything through my Shopify and it, and it, I run, it runs very smoothly uh, right. when it comes to the shipping and all that stuff. And I weigh all my stuff's like scaled and weight, but because of the fact that I don't put it in a poly mailer and I put everything in a box and it comes wrapped like a shirt, a sandwich, and it's like a whole, the whole thing. Like those are all elements that I'm trying to like uh, figure out logistically what's the best way. So it's kind of, it's kind of like I'm creating a little, my own hurdles. I just need to literally just say, screw it and just put it out there and just sit down one day and just get it out and do it. Um, so that's kind of where, where I'm kind of at right now. No. Yeah. Adding a new, like a new spot to sell your stuff is always a pain. (laughs) So, you know, I I understand that for sure. What, how many, out of curiosity, because you guys have been doing this for a while now, how many, do you guys know how many animals or how many animals on, on bikes you've, I've, I've actually done. I know you've Uh, done like, we'll talk, I mean, you could, I want to know like the number of animals, but then how, and also how many shirts, cause I mean, you guys now have like. I mean, I literally like I you guys are rock stars when I see you at an event. It's always like the the location everyone's always at. It's it's amazing to see. Uh, you know, I love I absolutely love it because you two are amazing and you guys do amazing stuff. My I one of my favorite shirts is my rhino on a on a bicycle. Uh, you know, so I definitely get it. But um, but I'm kind of curious, how many animals have you put on a bike? Do you know? I think it's upwards of three hundred or more yeah i was gonna say um, like the three to four hundred i thought yeah. is what where you guys were at yeah and yeah, I, uh we used to have a subscription so i would have to draw one every month you know for okay. that just to make sure you know i stayed on top and uh so there's always art being done but then whenever you design one you're kind of like oh well i'm gonna do these too <laughs> so yeah it just kind of it compounds how long did you guys do the subscription service for four years i think uh and we tried two different ways of doing it um and we had very loyal people doing it um that loved it it just became the work to try and make it good i just didn't feel like i was doing a great job at it um because of the the weight of just everything everything so i didn't want to they want to give a halfway product i really wanted to if i ever do it again I want it to to be solid and like 100. I've noticed that you guys now started kind of, uh, I love seeing your art. So like, I noticed that you now gone a new kind of a almost, I basically have noticed now you guys started doing animals playing instruments. So how did that, how did that one come? How did, how has that come about? We had a wholesaler. I think it was in Canada actually that a long time ago, probably all the way back in 2012 requested an animal with an instrument 
so like I said, when I start one thing, I just it, I just keep going with it. Uh, so I made these four animals back then, and they did pretty well. But we made it a, a you know limited edition thing, and we sold it pretty much to that one um, wholesaler. Other than that, um, but then we got some more requests for more recently. So, um, so we, we re-released them and that's kind of where that recent batch came from was the, um, was the interest. So. Are you guys thinking of doing more? Like, is this some like a, a new Avenue or is this just kind of like, eh, we'll just do it for a bit and limited release to mix it up a little. Uh, I do have a couple more designs that I haven't drawn, you know, they're, they're in the works. They're kind of in the ethos of being created. Um, but time right now is crazy. Our, I don't know if you can hear the sounds, but our whole house is destroyed. Uh, we had a flood and we don't have a kitchen. We just recently got our bedroom back. Uh, and we just actually moved back in recently because we were in an Airbnb for two months. But, um, but yeah, yeah uh, life with... has been hectic. End of <laughs> so it's been that. So wait, so hold on, hold on, hold on. So you ha you've experienced fire, flood. The only thing what? left are like frog, frogs and locusts, right? Is that the yeah, only right. other ones left? It's coming. I feel Please, it. Please, Louise. Um, what? <laughs> my gosh, I really. And oh, by the way, and you also, like you said, you also have eight kids. Uh, yeah. So, uh, in your life, that's uh, that's a. Uh, how do you guys? How the heck do you guys find a way to balance it? Because you guys are doing. All of that, yeah. The, the all you got a full time business. You guys are going doing events. Plus, you also have. I mean, I have one, and I think one kid is a lot, and which is like <laughs> probably child's play to you guys. Um, you know, I, like how do you guys handle that um, to be able to manage all of that? I think we're. I think we're a little bit crazy on some level yeah yeah for sure like we're always working and we're always like we're always busy <laughs> you know what i yeah. mean so it's like um we have amazing community we do we we have um, good friends and family and yeah. a huge support system for everything you know because just there's a lot of people that really that care about us and uh so we we feel taken care of by our people and uh, that gives us space to get our work done. We we work from home. We homeschool. We do all of that. So we're always home. I, I think like as far as balance, like things like like we do family art night. Like when he's got to draw, he's drawing at the table, and so are the kids. You know, so it's like we're having that time as a family, but we're also working. Like yeah. I make sure when I'm like plugging away at my laptop. Not always, but like a good 80% of the time I'm at the dining room table. So that like I'm around and I'm not like pulling myself away from everybody. Mm -hmm. um, of course, there's times that I need to like get out of here and go to a coffee shop and just like, you know, crank yeah, some focus. stuff out. But um, I think that's part of our balance is really making sure we integrate our family into what we're doing. Like we were at Punk Rock Flea the other day and we brought the kids. We knew they weren't going to last like the toddlers, you know, like, but I'm like, they're seeing what's happening and it's kind of part of their lives and it's part of our lives. And 
and Ella, our oldest, is now gonna. She went to the booth. She's okay. running the booth yeah. a lot of the times now. Yeah, I was gonna ask, what's the age range of the children? Um, our oldest is sixteen, and our youngest is two, and we have a one-year-old grandbaby in the house. Wow. <laughs> yeah. God bless you guys. <laughs> Seriously, God bless you. With that being said, what's the best and the hardest part about running a clothing brand? Uh, I would say freedom, but I mean, at the same time where you have freedom, you have a, a heavier weight of responsibility. I don't ever get to go home. Work's never done. Um, Literally, it's right out there. Yeah. And I... <laughs> and it's it doesn't ever end so yes i think um and it's not that i'm just pissing off a boss anymore i'm just pissing off every customer that i <laughs> yeah make a mistake to so i don't know it, it i i love the creative business that we've made um it fits it fits us i think um so the best part i think i would say is the freedom we can go to Disney when we want, you know, hang out with the kids, do whatever, stop working, work. Yeah, but. go to lunch, Cinco de Mayo, you know. <laughs> exactly, but, exactly. But yeah, I mean, like, you know, running running a t-shirt shop, it's like, it's never done. Like, the work's never done. And, um, and like, I never worry about, like, when somebody's doing another clothing line or something, I'm never, I don't view it as competition because I know that, like, the work that goes into this is so freaking hard that if anybody wants to put it in, like, good for you. Like there's enough people that are going to buy t-shirts that like, but there's also not a ton of people that are going to work as hard as a successful t-shirt company is going to yeah. work. In. And I say the term successful very loosely for us. No. And that's actually a good one. What, what is your definite? How do you guys handle success? Um, in what way? What do you mean? Like how, how have you guys been able to handle it? Cause I mean, obviously you guys, you guys have sold hundreds and thousands of t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you know, you're a very, you know, t-shirt brands do not go 13 years unless they're doing something right. So I guess what, I guess we'll go, we'll rephrase it. And what, what do you think is your recipe for success? Obviously hard work is one of the ingredients. What mm-hmm. else you got? What else do you think is part of your success? Um, your recipe for success? Um, I think people have really just like, they really have liked what Adam has created. They like, um, he somehow touched a nerve on like a very large group of people. Like it's not just cyclists. It's not just people who like animals. Like I feel like there's probably people wearing our shirts that neither cycle nor like animals. And somehow oh, still- I like animals. I like animals. <laughs> I don't cycle, but I do like yeah. animals. So yeah, no, I get it. But I feel like it's just like, the people that come and buy it there's no demographic that we are catering to it is so varied so I feel like he really did hit a wide like he threw out a very wide net with this one and it worked somehow mm-hmm. and very hard work like he works harder than anybody I know like he is out there manually screen printing all of these shirts and like he doesn't stop so I'm trying to figure out how to stop <laughs> I, well i was gonna ask, well that was the other thing i was gonna ask was like at what point do you go the route of like hey i need i you know i'm like we're we're at a point where we need we need the help like we can maybe have someone else come in and do the screen printing or something like that or you know or the aspect of the selling. i mean obviously i know you guys have had 
folks that come and also help, you know, set mm-hmm. up events and stuff like that. But like, like the screen printing part of it, I mean, is there, is it because of the fact that one it's, um, you know, and I also know like for some reason for like a great example, like a chef, they, they enjoy the aspect of the, the prepping, the cutting and having the control of that. Is it something like that where for you, are you the only screen printer that screen prints all the shirts uh, or do you have other people like a team of other people that you kind of are willing to delegate and go out with some of that stuff? Um, I've trained multiple people um, to do it screen. I mean, to be able to pay someone well and, and do that definitely takes a huge chunk out of everything. So uh, it has to be somebody, you know, I know I trust like family because it's at my house. Yeah, and um, so you train people, and then they get confidence, and then I I can do this too, just like I did. That's what you, you did. Know? Yeah, no, I get <laughs> it, and I, I and it. I don't get angry. Yeah, or upset. I'm just like, oh, that's awesome, and then they move on, and I'm like, oh well, that year of training is I'm back is to square one. I'm just... done. So I actually trained one person. I was able to actually go to Spain for two weeks back in 2017, and uh, that was amazing. And I was like, I want more of this. But then he was like, I'm going to start my own thing. And I'm like, congratulations. Yeah. See you later. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. Like, And how do you guys balance that? Because like, I mean, obviously you guys are, you know, a, a, an, obviously an amazing team to be able to balance all the aspects of of all that, because you're dealing with like, like, are you the packet? You got like the packing aspect. You got the screen printing, the ordering of the making sure you're ordering enough stock of your sh- blank shirts plus getting all the, you know, all the social media and everything else that comes with it. I mean, there's a, there is a lot to do, um, you know, especially when it comes with the two of you trying to handle all those things. I know for me, I, I enjoy, I, I understand and respect what you guys do because I'm, I'm trying to do it all by myself. And sometimes I kind of suck at it as much as I try my best <laughs> to do it. I mean, I obviously, you know, it's a hard, it's a hard process. Yeah. So we have somebody who does our customer service and she comes and does packing and shipping for us as well. Um, we've had people run our social media on and off through the years. And, um, so we've had, we've had different people helping at different times and like, sometimes it's been great. Sometimes it hasn't been. And, but in general, like it's hard, it's hard to maintain like a team on such a micro level business because we, yes, we're successful, but we're successful in a way that can support our family and like not really much more beyond that. So I guess, I guess the next leap would be for us to hit some financial situation where we could hire more, but you know, it to pay somebody decently. And I, I would just never have somebody working for us that I was not compensating fairly if that you know no i I get that no that makes total sense why do you why do you think and we've kind of talked already we've kind of touched about it but i I wanted i'm just kind of curious because through the years you guys have definitely must have seen um clothing brands come and go Mm -hmm. what do you think it is that why so many um obviously we know the the reason why people would want to start a clothing brand but why do you think is the reason why so many brands don't survive the test of time i personally think it goes back to like it's, it's really hard work, like, as far as, and, and I don't just mean, like, physical, I mean, like, sitting there, and, like, if we want to come out with new shirts, it, it's a whole thinking process, like, well, it's learning new yeah. uh, social networks, it's learning, 
uh, SEO and the, the constant changing of how that functions on the internet, how, how websites should look and what people are, you know, into or whatever. Um, the constant grind, I think wears people out. Um, but then I've known other guys that they did really, really well. And then all their eggs were in one basket. And then their client that was making them all their money goes away and they can't, they can't recoup it. So there's all kinds of aspects that that'll snuff you out. Yeah. But I think, yeah, it, it's, it's, it, wears, it wears you out. <laughs> oh, it definitely does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it definitely does. I, I'm not going to lie. It definitely does. There are certain, for me, obviously it's always the aspect of, uh, I, I always feel like when I do an event, I always never have enough or, oh, I should have brought that design. Oh, I didn't bring it because I didn't, I can't bring everything and I don't have enough of the size of a certain size. It's always like a game of that, of like trying to figure all those things out. So I, I totally get that. I, one of the things that I've noticed, at least for one clothing brands, um, is at least for what I've noticed through the years is maybe that obviously the levels of work and everything that comes with that. The other one I kind of feel is that sometimes some brands don't have, um, a particular niche they're all over the place there's no focus um when it comes to their brand or there's like or they're all over the place when it comes to like what you're seeing from the brand and so the, sometimes i think that kind of um the the lack of focus sometimes plays a factor in it um uh, you know and so but for for sure like it's definitely a grind it's definitely a grind but it's also something that i i absolutely love like i i, I mean there i i gotta think it's got to be an amazing. I, I'd love to know what your thoughts are when you see people around. I mean, I I'm always I'm I'm always taking pictures or telling or going up to someone and say, "Hey, I like your dark cycle shirt." Like I I just think it's something. It's a it's an amazing feeling to be able to see um, other people wearing uh, like whether wearing your brand or wearing brands that you know and yeah. understand like they're doing like amazing things. Um, so I mean, I, that's got to be something pretty amazing when you guys are walking around. Uh, you know, and people see see them, you know, wearing your stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's always fun too. Like, we'll have friends on vacation, and they're like, "I'm in New Zealand, and I saw a dark cycle shirt," and I'm like, "That's that's pretty rad." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Somebody was walking around in Portugal in Lisbon, and like, uh, they were like, "I saw your shirt, and it was right in front of me. <laughs> I wanted to stop the guy." But uh, and then I had another. Funny story. I guess two people had uh, our sloth shirt on and walked into a cafe in Chicago. And I think they became from what I dated. Yeah, they dated. I think they got married in the end. I don't, I don't know. They ended up in a like, they definitely got in a relationship because of the dark cycle shirts and the, and the, I was like, that's, that's cool. (laughs) That's awesome. Do you, have you guys ever had one of those moments? Like, have you guys, like ever gone up to someone to be like, oh, I thanks for wearing my stuff. Do you guys ever do that? I I'm did that- really shy. <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't know how to talk to anybody ever. I should wear a shirt that says awkward. <laughs> Always really socially awkward. Um, but my kids, okay. they see it and they're like, <laughs> you know, and they yell at them and I'm like, stop. <laughs> so yeah, our our four-year-old, he's always like, anytime he's wearing a little dark cycle shirt, people will be like, I like your shirt. And he's like, my daddy made it. And they're like, 
Like, yeah. And like, they're like, your dad is dark cycle. I'm like, his dad is dark cycle. <laughs> like, he's not lying to you. <laughs> do you guys, I'm always curious about uh, clothing brand owners. How often do you guys actually wear your own stuff? I always do because yeah. it's the cheapest shirts you can <laughs> can get. Yeah, that is true. I, okay, I, I got gotcha. you. He, he's wearing a dark cycle shirt. I know. I, I see. I get I get high on my own supply. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. No, that's uh, that's that's phenomenal. Um, what advice would you give someone starting out and wanting to start something? Um, I would tell them to do it. I tell them to just like that. Just put your head down and go. Like, do it. Yeah, there's enough. There, we are definitely on that wavelength that there's enough out there for all of us. And um, yeah, when people are like, oh, it's an oversaturated business. It's like, no, like get in there. Like people are always gonna, if if you're passionate about what you're doing, there's enough out there for everybody for sure. Yeah. If you believe in it and you love it, put it out there. I mean, I made these shirts for me um, because it was what I wanted. And somehow that resonated with other people and um and it's it's funny because when we started he he put those out and then we also we had like a punk rock band before and we blocked out the name of the band and just had the designs and we threw those on the etsy shop too and they did okay like and it was just like punk rock looking stuff with like bugs and hot air balloons and skulls and stuff like that and but like the animals on bikes were what took off. So I also always say like, also pay attention to what people love too. you know, like put out what you love. But if, you know, for me, would I have rather worn the, the dark skull punk rock stuff? Yeah. That's more me. But if it's not selling, like scratch it and, and move with what, yeah, Yeah, pivot. And now he's putting out the stuff again. And like, Oh, I have a, I I don't know if you've seen the life life and death line. I, I, I kind of just it's all it's what I've always it's art I've always made, but 2020 kind of gave it a new feeling and a new story because we've all dealt with this this death, you know, the the heaviness of what we all went through, the the loss of connection, community, stuff we went that we loved, and then so another dark cycle in a way, um, life and death. And I, I guess all of my art has been cycles. So there's the animals on bikes and there's the, the cycles did, of life. We did planets. So we, you know, uh, I think we did a pie shirt once because it's a circle. But um, not a pie as a food, but pie is in the number. Sorry, that's how my brain went. My brain was like, <laughs> there's a, I go, I don't remember a pie shirt. Both like, are, both take are circles. Take an apple pie or a cobbler shirt. <laughs> sure, I'll take a cobbler, uh, cobbler shirt. But no, we put these life and death shirts out, and it's actually the highest selling shirt currently that we have. Uh, is the is the grows uh, life and death shirt? So, which is interesting. But um, yeah, it's funny because it was one of those things that we pivoted away from, and then and so I guess that's the other thing is like don't be afraid to throw something that like didn't work out and kind of like rework it and try it again because it might have just been the wrong time, and you know, it might be the time for it again. And if you had something you really believed in at one point, 
it just because it doesn't work once doesn't mean that it wasn't it's not going to work for you like, it could be you know. a timing thing it could totally be a timing thing or just mm-hmm. wasn't uh you were ahead of it ahead of your time when they first when you first yeah. did it <laughs> yeah right uh, it's kind of what it is uh i have two i have a, two more questions and then we'll we'll wrap up one was one is do you guys have a favorite dark cycle shirt that like is like you, that's like that's like your favorite like your favorite one that you tend to wear more often or or you tend to to kind of gravitate towards the most uh current i currently my favorite ones to draw all forever have been the, the sea animals but for some reason i just maybe it's the florida thing i don't really like i don't know i love alligators so <laughs> um i've been wearing the alligator a lot so um but yeah. then the sea turtle and the octopus those are all those are my three favorites yeah I have three. Mine, mine is my lion shirt, my tiger shirt, and my rhino shirt. I like those. All, all good ones. And then, yeah. um, so hold on. Let's go back. You, you, you said something in it, and I know we've talked about this before briefly. And you kind of, you just like, oh yeah, you guys were both in a punk rock band. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how you guys met? We met at a punk rock show. We did, we did meet at a punk rock show, but then, uh, yeah, I, I had always written and been in punk rock bands and she owned a bass so i'm like let's do this and make a punk rock band. to say i was a bassist would be like a very loose like it, it, i he basically was like put your fingers like this for this song you can still listen to it <laughs> yeah as it's, long on, as you make, it's still music it's on spotify is it you can find it so okay I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask, what was the name of the band? Fall Empire Fall. Okay. That's the name. It's a great name. That's fun. I'll, I'll plug Adam. He still does music. You do still play do music, Adam? Yeah, I just, yeah. Is I that your creative outlet? Another creative outlet? <laughs> I have too many. I'm starting to actually build guitars with my son, too. Are so you serious? We're, we're learning how to build guitars. So that's the next thing. <laughs> keep, keep an eye out. I will. Um, but uh, yes, I do still play music. And yeah. So you have to tell them your band name. Uh, my, la- <laughs> my last band name is hard to find. It's Go, G-O, and that's it. So it's impossible to find on the internet, but I don't know. It's what we wanted to do. We wanted to be real simple. Yeah. And um, But yeah, that was the last one. The new one, it doesn't have music out yet. So Okay. It's- Stay tuned. Um, <laughs> where can people where can people follow and support the brand and do some shopping? Darkcycleclothing.com is where you're gonna find our stuff. Um, and then I post more on Instagram than anywhere else. So at Dark Cycle Clothing. Okay. Yeah. Those are the two. And then um we'll put on the in the show notes, um, we'll make sure to include uh Adam's uh go and any other music as well, as well as also uh your, when you guys performed, I definitely want to include that on the notes so people can enjoy uh, to be able to listen to that. Thank you guys so much for being on. I really, I really do appreciate it. I, um, I do look up to you guys based on how you guys, the the work that you guys do, the, you guys are just like, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna lie. When you guys walk in, you guys have like, you guys are just very cool. And I, I just think you guys are, I, I think so highly of you guys. So that was one of the big things why I wanted to talk. Just like, I figure if I can get at least other people to know who you guys are, be able to, and I, and I've always been in, intrigued to learn your story of how it all kind of came about. So 
I uh, obviously selfishly, that's one of the reasons why I do this podcast <laughs> is so that I could talk to people that I want to talk to uh, and get to know, but at the same time, also be able to share their story. So um, I really do appreciate it. Uh, it means a lot. Uh, and, and I've just enjoyed seeing you guys, um, you know, and enjoy any kind of feedback or anything you guys ever provide me. I, I always enjoy that just because, um, you know, when you're, when your peers are doing are successful, you always want to know what, you know, what works and what doesn't and what, and, uh, how can we help one another type of thing? Yeah. So. I want to say like, we've always been really impressed with your setup as well. Like, I, I feel like the first time we saw you guys or we saw you, we were like, oh my gosh, like you are really doing something unique and different and Thanks. like the way you present everything is it's really cool like it is inspiring it's a it's something I still haven't figured out how to do myself, like <laughs> I mean, how to, it, how to present it in a package so well. That it's, would be a tough one though, because mine is mine makes sense for it, but in a, on a bike world, like how do you even kind of do something like that? Right. Uh, you know, that's kind of the tough, the toughest part of it. Like, and I trust me, I, my brain thinks if I come up with something, I'm going to let you know, because I have right. no problem. I never have a problem sharing an idea with someone because I'm like, yeah. if I can make, if there's something that we can have, like, cause it, it's always one of those where like when, I always tell people like whenever we're, you know, you're so close to something, you don't see it as often or as quickly. Yeah. Um, and sometimes when someone else on the on the outside goes, Hey, how come you've never done this? And I was like, Oh crap. I don't know. I never even thought of that. It's like right there, but it's because you're in it the whole time. Uh, so, so no, so I totally get that. And I appreciate the kind words because, um, you know, and ironically, um, uh, atomic was one of the first, uh, t reasons why I needed to learn how to do, um, and in a small indoor setup, because usually mm -hmm. I do a tent setup and right. had to come up with a small, a small version of my setup. And, and she was one of the reasons why I, I had to do it because that's what I wanted to, I wanted to be able to do at least, which stinks for me because I only could do 10 shirts as opposed to, you know, you guys obviously have like a massive trailer and it's like this massive, a massive, it's like, it's just a massive <laughs> setup, uh, you know, but it's, it's impressive to be able to see what you got, how you guys work it and how you guys do it. Thanks. Thank you. Well, perfect. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much to Adam and Corinne of Dark Cycle, uh, Dark Cycle Clothing. Um, if you know, but definitely please check them out online. If you do have any of their stuff, I always love to see people post pictures, tag them on it, especially if you do it with a sandwich eating lunch. That would be even more fun to be able to see the two worlds collide. Um, if you enjoyed the show, definitely make sure to subscribe, share with your friends, leave a rating. If you want to share and you kind of want to support me, check out my brand, Deli Fresh Threads. Do some shopping there. Thank you. Until next time, keep eating sandwiches and follow your passion. <laughs>